Welcome to the Realizing Genius Podcast. I'm your host, Heidi Christensen. This is where we dive in each week to chat about parenting, education, and realizing our children's genius. I'm an educator with a background in individualizing learning, and I'm obsessed with helping people find and nurture that genius in their children and themselves. Let's dive in. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. Today, we have Kent and Amy Bowler. And Kent and Amy, thank you so much for being here today. You are so welcome. We are so excited to be here with you <laughs> Thanks today. for inviting us. This is super cool. Yeah. Now, Kent and Amy, you, you guys are have been uh, Lemmy trainers with me. Uh, Lemmy, for those of you who don't know, stands for Leadership Education Mentoring Institute. And everything you do is right in line with um, realizing genius. And then with your revolutionary families, you know, it, it's still, it's right in line with, with realizing genius. And I just, I love that, that that is what you do. Can you tell Thank me you. a little bit about how you look at this? How do you see genius in, in, in other people? So cool. <laughs> I'm like, can I throw I, I think it's so much of, so much of what you teach, Heidi, just that every single person is beautiful, that they have genius and that they have this um, not only potential for greatness, but also greatness right this very minute. And I think sometimes as parents, especially, it's hard to see that because we see the dirty socks or we see the rolled eyes or the other negative things that are happening, but that the negative things can be happening the same time as that genius is in there. No, that same, the, the roll of eyes can happen right after or right before they say something incredible that you can't even believe they thought of that you've never even thought of. I mean, it, they're just, they're, they're, we're continually amazed by our children and grandchildren and the things that they say and do. And it's, it's just these people that they are. And we just really feel that everybody is a genius. And we're just, it's such a like, like off the charts, genius, like legitimate <laughs> genius, Einstein plus level genius. Absolutely. Yeah, in, in their own way that, that they all have. And it's just such a honor to be parents and to get to rub shoulders with these small geniuses who just you know are, are learning and growing in their genius and then you know other other parents too just to see the way people um build their families it's beautiful yeah one concept i try and teach is i call it the genius paradigm and i know you guys do you know try and help parents use use this concept about, you know, being able to see the genius. And that really makes a huge difference. If you come from that viewpoint of looking for the genius, you know, wanting to see it. Yeah. Yeah. Be, because it, it is, it's just a natural thing to, uh, it, we kind of, you know, kind of like, I love that word paradigm because it's the way, you know, the glasses through which we see everything. And, and I think it's, it's, sometimes we can get in a place where we're we've got on kind of like dark glasses because we're stressed we're frustrated we're overwhelmed um maybe it's just pure lack of sleep you know whatever it is but we are we're now approaching 
maybe just the day with these dark glasses on and everywhere we look is is not the genius but it's the the doom and gloom and it's like we've got to take off those dark glasses and put on you know the the genius glasses the the good glasses and kind of filter out that negative and and have highlighted to us oh wow okay that was actually really really cool what they did yes this wasn't so good it's not you know it's not totally it doesn't mean we completely ignore anything that they're struggling with you know those are things as parents especially that we want to be addressing but i know me as a as a mom my natural tendency if somebody asked me you know what is this child struggling with like off the top of my head i could probably think of 50 things <laughs> i mean academic things social things the you know intellectual mental I mean, so many things. Oh, the emotions, <laughs> physical. Taking, taking care of the room. Right. I mean, just so many things. It's like boom, 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 boom. And if we are constantly barraging our children with, well, yeah, you got number two, but what about number 35? I mean, it's just like, there's too many. We as humans, like we can't handle that. I couldn't handle that if every day I had a boss who was coming to me and saying, well, you have been working on number two for two years and you still are not up to snuff on that. We got to work on number two through 50 this week. <laughs> too much, just too much. And yeah, looking at just a different filter for seeing the world and it is, it, it's so much more joyful and it's possible to help them overcome their weaknesses, help them learn to grow from those weaknesses while focusing on the good, that genius. Yeah, I, I really liked how you phrased that, <clears throat> seeing their genius and then talking about paradigms. Seeing the genius makes me think about uh, the, the parent, what, what do we call it? The something effect. The Pygmalion effect. Oh, good. <laughs> yes, yeah. The Pygmalion effect, right, where, so this, the first time they did this study, they went to this school teacher, kindergarten teacher at the beginning of the year, and they said, hey, we did this test to evaluate your student's aptitude for learning. It was actually fifth grade. Fifth grade, thank you. And and we want you to know that these five students did really well on the test. Uh, just FYI, don't do anything different with them. And we'll come back at the, at the end of the year and, and, and test them. Just yeah. and, and they come back at the end of the year and lo and behold, those five were off the charts in all the testing. But the caveat, the catch was that at the beginning of the year, there was no test. And those five students were just selected at random, totally at random. But because that teacher believed in her heart that those five were exceptional, to her, they were exceptional. Yeah. And that came through in body language, in tone, and in the touch on the shoulder. I mean, we don't the, even know what the, it was. The, the, so the, the study's been replicated over and over and over again, different environments, different places. And it's and it's almost as if as human beings we can read each other's minds. <laughs> right? That that's that's not really true that we can read each other's minds, but we can definitely feel what someone else feels about us. It comes through. Right? And so when you talk about seeing genius like that, yes amen <laughs> hallelujah all day long right when when we can see that genius in them 
then they can see it for themselves. Because for us, it's already a done deal. For us, it's already true. They're not sure. They're trying to figure it out. They're still experimenting. They're practicing, right? But when it's solid for us, and, and that's the belief that comes through in just our everyday interaction and the way that we are around them, then, oh, what a boost to them when we are seeing that genius already. Yeah, and that's what the that teacher did in the very first study. She got the results back at the beginning of the year and was like, oh, these five geniuses, fully, you know, potential to be genius. And so, I mean, the, the people who conducted the study, they said, no, we don't know. They're the ones who coined it the Pygmalion effect. We don't know exactly what she did because they didn't have a camera in there all year long to see what she was doing. Um, but but they surmised that there were things that she was doing because she didn't tell them or their parents, you're the five. But I think we kind of get in our minds as well, as, as teachers like these are my, this is my one good child. No, this is my one genius child or this is my one like he's a bottom one or she's a top one. Well, if you think about it as a parent, if if you said that to your child, that you're a genius, if right, and if we just tell them that they're like, Mom, you have to tell me that. <laughs> and and they don't believe it. Right. Mm -hmm. But, but when it comes through in the tone, in the absence of us rolling the eye when they think they can do something. Right when it when it comes through in all these little patterns that stem from our belief that they are a genius they they can't help but pick that up it, it's it's absorbed it's 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 happening at a subconscious level and it's going straight to the source in their brain right through that subconscious layer and it's like okay that's who i am it's cool yeah, yeah it is cool i mean you guys have seven kids eight grandkids i mean and a lot of your kids are boys i mean I don't, <laughs> you know five, five yeah. out of seven yep yeah, you have five boys. I have five boys. Okay, I didn't get any of the girls, but so I mean, sorry. let me tell you the <laughs> the competition. I mean, especially with the boys, it's it seems to be like okay, you have, you may have genius, but I don't, or I have genius, but you don't, or I mean, I know um, my oldest. At one point, he came to me just so upset because uh, his younger brothers, you know, two of them were much more, uh, it, was, it was just very clear right away what their genius was, what that they had a genius, um, one in music and another one in art. And he was like, oh, I'm just an idiot. I'm, I'm not a genius. They, you know, they have that. You know, how have you dealt with that? That's such a good question, Heidi. As you're sharing that story, I think about one of our sons who really wanted to play the drums one time. And so we got him a drum set for his so, birthday. So he's the number two child. And the first and the third child, right, below and above him are boys, all three boys. And, and those, the first and the third, are inherent musical geniuses. I mean... <sighs> violin piano i mean the the third could be a concert pianist the first you know composing his own music and the second in the middle of all this decides that he wants to learn how to play yeah, the drums. and and i'm sure he's thinking 
well, I got to find my musical genius. It's here with the drums. And, and he was really enjoying it. He had his drum set and he He's was, lessons. yeah. And I think he was in a band and I mean, he was just having a great time. And then one day his younger brother comes upon the drum set and just starts, picks up the sticks, picks up the sticks and just is just jamming out, starts riffing. And he never even played drums in his life. And he surpassed his brother in you know half an hour and his brother heard it and was devastated and that, never played the drums again oh my goodness <laughs> yeah i know i know as a parent so we feel you we understand and and that's part of the part of the i don't know some of the heartache that we we deal with as parents um and and first of all it's okay no, don't don't feel too badly because that is just the natural course of of the fact of putting these humans in the same environment together to learn and grow with their very young minds and young brains and insecurities and and yes they're they're geniuses but they also have a lot of things that they don't understand like you shouldn't start playing the drums of your brother because he's going to feel horrible you know that his younger brother wasn't thinking i'm going to show him up he was just thinking oh this looks fun my brother likes it i might like it i, I mean yeah. he really he wasn't trying to even be better than his brother sometimes they do actually do that but <laughs> in this instance he wasn't so so the first thing i think as a parent to remember is that these kinds of experiences are incredible growth opportunities even that intense disappointment that feeling of a failure that our son went through if we are there as parents to help them through that even if which our son decided to give up the drums and his drum career <laughs> um that's okay they are and and that we still believe in them and we we believed he had drum genius but also help them find the other genius no help which i'm sure you did helping your son to find you have genius maybe it's not the same as your brother it's not going to be the same it doesn't have to be the same no there's so many geniuses no. so many gifts so many things that we can do yeah. yeah yeah but having that that connection with your child so that you can you can be there be there when they have that struggle when they have that time where they fall down and and be there with the other child who maybe said the mean thing or the one who picked up the sticks inadvertently or on purpose and and help them learn um i remember one of our um so our our three oldest are boys who are really close to each other and and there was quite a lot of rivalry and fighting <laughs> and i remember later um one of our sons telling us that he was so grateful for the things that he learned with his brothers and in particular one of his brothers who was pretty hard to get along with and and i remember thinking as a parent like oh my goodness i i thought you know i failed you because i didn't stop you from fighting i didn't stop the rivalry all of that and in and in reality he realized he learned from those interactions and he had a chance to uh, go on for a couple of years when he was I think 19 to go and serve in another country and I he said because of his experience with his brothers he had so many more skills in dealing with a lot of different personalities a lot of people who were hard to get along with and and I was like 
Oh, few. <laughs> but I know, you know, so so a lot of it is is being okay with that, being okay with them, them struggling, and then being there with them and helping them learn through those struggles. Right. So when that happens, right, so with, with our son who had this devastating experience with the drums, going back to that Pygmalion effect, if in our heart of hearts, that child is a top five, then that experience with the drums doesn't really matter. It's, it's okay. It's okay because they feel from us our trust in them that they have worth, that they have value, that they do have genius, they do have gifts, they have ways that they're going to contrib- contribute that are beautiful. And, and because of that inherent belief that they're a top five, <laughs> right? You get what I'm saying, right? From the big man, that, that they have this immense capacity, they have this immense genius, and we may not have realized it yet, but we will. It's a given, just like learning how to walk. And so when that faith, that belief in them is so solid, then it carries them. Yes. Yeah. I know, I mean, with this, with my oldest son, I realized I needed to take some of the pressure off him. And even though one of the reasons I started homeschooling was so that my kids would have time to do music, it was too much. I mean, his younger brothers were catching up to him and better than him. And so I let him quit music. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. And that was okay. And then, yeah, it it was fine. Um, I also basically sat down with him and we even were able to go through uh, our photo albums and I could show him, well, look at right here. You are sitting there. I mean, after him, I have twins and he was like three years old. And, you know, his, his twin brothers were in walkers and he was like standing in front of them, telling them stories and dancing <laughs> for them. I'm like, look at right there. You're a storyteller. Uh-huh. You are a communicator. You can do, you know, that yeah. is part of your genius. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so we found, I helped him find that genius yeah. and recognize it and showed him proof of it. Yeah. Um, that's so, so, so great. Yeah. 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 And, and a lot of times with, um, when our kids are figuring out what, what some of their geniuses are, it's going to be, they try something out and, ah, you know, they didn't like it as much as they thought they would. And, and us supporting them in that journey, even if the journey doesn't look as great as we, or they thought it would. And, yeah. and we, you know, they, they make mistakes that, you know, you talked about, a learning to walk we we have we have a, a kind of a model we call the toddler effect and you think about when your toddlers are first learning how to walk and you're so so excited for them you're holding your arms out and you're just smiling as big as can be and you're cheering for them because you know they're going to take this step but along the way they fall down that's okay you know you're still like oh you fell down you know that's how we want to be with them as they're as they're learning that that figuring out what their genius is. And sometimes maybe you do it alongside them and try something that you would never want to try as well. Yeah. And just be on that journey with them. Yeah. At one yeah. point, our oldest uh, was a band teacher and, and we, oh, at a charter school. 
And we supplied the band with half their instruments from all the different instruments the kids had tried in our home. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm serious. We had, we had a full on cello that's, you know, a different child had tried and quit. We had three different sizes of violins. Yeah. <laughs> we had concert bells. We had so many things. <laughs> oh, how funny. Yeah, no, I had to, I f had to look for a uh, music teacher that not only could you know, teach several different instruments, but also because, you, know, you know, with lots of kids, it's a whole lot easier if you go one-stop shop, but, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I had to, I had a couple of kids playing piano. It's like every single kid has to have a different curriculum. They oh, cannot yeah. play different each book. other's they cannot play each other's songs. Yes. <laughs> and Otherwise they're comparing and, that rivalry kicks back yeah. in. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So good. And, and it's such a powerful way for them to learn to see other people's genius and to mm -hmm. celebrate the way other people do things. Uh, we get worse. I mean, just as humans, we get so caught in our mind, like the way I see things is the way it really is. And so it just helping them see, oh, wow, that's a different way of looking at it. I would not have done it that way. But that is cool. Yeah. It, it's yeah. fun now because our those three oldest boys are best friends. Yeah. Oh, they're all, awesome. they're all married, all have kids and they still love each other. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, it is. It's, it's really fun. It's really fun to yeah. see that and just, and just keep that in mind. You know, you already have are seeing that on the other end, Heidi, but yeah, yeah, when you're in the middle of it and they're duking it out with each other, it's rough to, <laughs> it's rough to watch and, and painful to, to see, but they are, you know, they're gonna, they're gonna overcome that. They're gonna learn and grow. And, and it's so beautiful on the other end to see them as adults. It is. It was interesting. I had, I purchased some coaching from um, this one person and he was helping me through some issues, you know, in, in my business and everything. And I was telling him, you know, this is what I do. And he got quiet one time and he said, your entire business model is seeing the genius in other people. Why don't you see genius in yourself? And I think that is so important for homeschooling families too, yeah. homeschooling yeah. parents. I mean, yeah. I mean, that was like, you know, slap across my face. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. I have to yeah. be able to see that in yeah. me. Yeah. yeah. And it, it, that's really hard sometimes. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we get down on ourselves as parents. We see the failure so much yeah. easier that it's hard to remember the good, the genius yeah. that we do have that we're already using. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I know one time when I first got into leadership education um, and I was first introduced to this concept of everyone as a genius, mm -hmm. I looked into my husband's eyes and I said, you are a genius mm. and he could tell I really meant it. Yeah. And he just kind of got choked up and <laughs> um, yeah, this whole thing, I think all of this stuff, he's you know, a good man. I love your husband. <sighs> oh, he is. He's, he's an amazing man and he's so supportive, but he, it's, it's the type of thing where we as adults were as parents, we tend to focus so much on our kids you know, we 
at times can neglect our relationship with our spouse yeah. and definitely our relationship with ourselves yeah. and that whole genius paradigm, you know, we need it for, for that even more because yeah. without seeing that in ourselves and in our, our spouse and having that strong relationship, you know, that's the foundation of our family. And yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and, and when we see the good in ourselves, it helps our kids, especially, I mean, I think even as they're young, but especially as they become teenagers, for them to see that, oh, mom, even though she makes mistakes, she can still be okay. She can still see that, that she's okay because, because there's just kind of this strong sense of kind of anxiety in the world and especially with with the youth and young adults, just that feeling of I'm not good enough. I think, I think even more today than with our older children, that's one advantage of parenting for so many years. <laughs> you know, you see, and, and we see it's, it's worse today. That feeling just yeah. kind of in the world is so much stronger on our youth today than it was 15, 20 years ago. Yeah. 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 Oh my goodness. Well, I know I have taken up your time. Thank you so much for everything you do. I, I just love you guys. And Thanks Heidi. We love you too. <laughs> and, and we just so applaud parents who are, who are here and who are listening and who care so deeply about their families and about finding the genius in their children and themselves and themselves. Yeah. Thank you. And um, be sure everyone be sure and look at the show notes for links to uh, Kent and Amy and all of their contact stuff, all of their awesome material. So be sure and do that. So thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks, Heidi. Thanks so much for tuning in to another episode of the Realizing Genius podcast. Head over to realizinggenius.com forward slash podcast for all the show notes and links and to share your ideas of anyone you would like to have me interview. Have a wonderful week realizing your genius.